Hello and welcome to Conversations with Ken O'Connick. I am so excited today. Uh, the couple podcasts that are being recorded over the next couple of days just get me fired up. I got to say too, I got a whole setup coming in the mail, a couple extra mics, a couple extra headphones, a mixing board, because we have a packed couple months of interviews coming up uh, from close people in my world that have made amazing advances in business and in relationship with themselves through fitness, their mental health. It's just, it's exciting. I, I'm so excited that we're getting to that point. And so uh, today's podcast is a little bit within a vein that I've obviously talked a lot before, but it was released a couple months ago and I had just so many extra downloads. And so I had to get on and I had to share it. And so uh, more on this specific subject. And uh, you may or may not know the, the story or the explanation of this, but I think it's really important that I give this context before getting into the full podcast. And it has to do with this ancient story. Um, it's like back in the 1400s, and it's a Chinese farmer. And it's a Chinese farmer and his son, and they are farming on some land. And they uh, are using this horse to turn up this, I think it's radish field, and the horse runs off. And the son goes to the dad and says, oh no, this, you know, the, it's all over, it's horrible, we can't, do the, we can't pay the bills, we can't you know, eat if we don't have the horse. And the dad says, we'll see. And then the couple days goes by and here comes the horse over the mountain. And there is several wild horses with the horse that ran off. And the son goes running to his dad and he said, look at all the horses that came back. We have more horses now. Uh, we're saved. This is going to be so much better. And the dad says, we'll see. And so the son is trying to tame one of the wild horses so they can obviously do more work on the farm. And the son falls off, breaks his leg, shatters it. You know, he can't walk anymore. He's basically a cripple. And the son's beat up out of it. You know, the world's over for him from his perspective. The village people just think that this young son now, you know, has a ruined life. And all the dad says to all the negativity is, we'll see. Then a couple more days goes by and the, their country is now on the brink of war and these 8,000 samurai are going through village to village, taking every able man and boy to war and they show up at this farm and the, the old farmer is old and they're like, hey, we need your boy, we're going to war. And he says, he can't go to war, he can't walk, he's a cripple. The samurai look at the son, see that he's crippled, obviously, and they go on. And the village people are like, oh, my gosh, it's amazing. Now he doesn't have to go to war. And again, you get where I'm going. The Chinese farmer says, we'll see. And the point of this is life is so complex. There are so many things coming and going. There's so many ups and downs. And if you are a person that 
rides the emotion of the highs and the lows and they're amazing and then life is terrible, then you are at trap of a bigger picture that you are not in control of. And what the one thing you can control is how you react and respond to your situation. And it takes discipline, it takes self-awareness, it takes mindfulness to be able to be self-aware in that way. But it also will allow you to be much more calm in the storms of life. It will also set you up to understand that process-driven goals, process-focused activities are what really brings a healthy, balanced, fulfilled life than destination goals, destination activities. And so this is something I've talked about so many times over, but the point of this story is just to give so much more context to the bigger picture. It's to understand that you have an abundant amount of control of yourself. And so what I want to do is get down to the action items, get down to if this resonates with you, how do you start to live a process-driven life, a disciplined, self-aware, in-control life? And it's really just, again, goes to the basics, is how aware are you of how much control you are in? And so the first question that I want to always ask people is how controlled do you feel like you are? Give it a yourself a scale of one to 10. How control are you of your own life? One being high, 10 being low. If you answer anything but a 10, you're not in control. I'll say that again. If you answer two, if you answer seven, if you answer nine, you're not in control because you are in control and you have to commit to that decision that you are in control. And so until you've made the decision to believe that you're in control, you'll never be in control. Then the second thing is you need to make a list of all the things that you feel that you need control of. Maybe it's work, maybe it's your relationship, maybe it's your relationship with food, um, maybe it's with yourself, but you need to make a list and you need to prioritize that list. And then you need to look at what process, what specific thing that's connected to that can you control? Because I am not naive to the fact that we can't control our life, but we can control how we respond to things in our lives. And there's process-driven goals that can be put on you by yourself that will allow you to be able to be in control right? So use the example of food. Maybe you have a bad relationship with food and you want to be more in control of your diet. So what are the process-driven things that you can set weekly goals on to achieve? Daily and weekly, nothing more, right? And it has to be a process, right? Not a destination. You can't be like, well, I'm going to you know, lose this much weight because I want to eat this food, right? Like that doesn't work. What does work is like, hey, I'm going to eat this many times a day. I'm going to drink a gallon of water a day. I'm going to grocery shop this many times a week. I am going to 
uh, I'm going to meal prep this many times per week because that is a process-driven activity. Like, is this making sense, right? You are going to set a goal on something you can control and it's a process given within the week. And the other important part is to know is that you have seven days to achieve it. Or if it's set for the day, you have 24 hours to achieve it. And so if it's like, I'm gonna work out three times this week, then you do everything you can to work out as many days as you can on Monday, Wednesday, Friday, whatever days it was set. But if it comes down to Thursday or Friday and you haven't worked out three days in that week, you better work out Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And if you only work out Friday and Saturday, then your process goal wasn't appropriately calibrated to fit in that lifestyle. So I hope that makes sense. That's one of many examples. Maybe the process goal is you want to be more self-aware. You want to be more mindful. Okay, so what podcasts are you listening to? What books are you reading? How many pages are you reading per day? How many podcasts are you listening to per week? How many pages are you journaling in your book? How much time are you standing meditating? These are all process goals. The destinations are things that are a byproduct of the process, right? You getting a raise at work, you losing 10 pounds, you getting more energy from going to the gym, you finding more joy in your relationship with your spouse. These are the things that are the outcomes, but your destination can't be like, have a happier marriage. What's the process of a happier marriage? Okay, you know, three intentional acts every week that is spontaneous to my spouse that I plan for. I'm gonna buy her roses, I'm gonna make her dinner, and I'm gonna write a, a love felt note, right? That is a process goal. I don't care what it is, guys. I hope this makes sense. Make a list of the priorities in your life that you want to have process around, that you wanna have discipline around. Then make daily or weekly habits, and then you need to debrief every week on how well those things are going. If you nailed the week, great, do another week. And then apply the last podcast that I talked about. If you can't keep doing it the rest of your life, stop doing it because it's not working and recalibrate. Those things will put you in extreme focus and extreme success to control your life and control every outcome that you have hit you. And it will give a great effect on where you can go. If you cannot, then I want you to reach out. Send me a message, reach out. I would love to unpack this with you, deconstruct this, work backwards. All I am here for is to inspire and motivate and create a ripple effect amongst the people that are listening to this. And so if this doesn't resonate, or if it does resonate, just share the love. I appreciate it. I had someone ask me, what do I do to like share this? More people need to hear this. I appreciate those messages, but share with friends, share with family. You know, I'd love a post on social media, any of those things, anything you can do to support this channel, support this podcast, I would greatly appreciate it. Remember, you are in great control of yourself if you believe you are. I believe in you, wherever you are. Enjoy the day, enjoy the workout, enjoy the week. I believe in you. I will talk to you later. Bye.